0: Come on now, give the Lord a shout of praise this morning. Give him a shout of praise this morning. Hey, we serve a good, good father. You know, I, 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 I really came to terms with that. It's, is, you know, I like to say we serve a really, really good God. We serve a really, really good God. We serve a good father. He is a father. He is the dad that a lot of us have missing. He is a father to us. And he wants to give his kids good things. Hey, you, thank you guys for joining us this, uh, this, this week uh, for uh, sermon number two, Junk in the Trunk, for uh, our, our Greediosity series. And I, I, I want to tell you, you know, I have a question is, why are we here? You know, we came in with the, with the mindset this week of, of we want to be able to break the chains. We want to be able to break the grip of greed. In our community, in our area, this Northeast Texas area, at Hopkins County, we want to be able to do something as a church. We come together. If it's got to start somewhere, why, don't, why not start with us? You know, we want to go out and break the, 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 the hold of greed in this area. You know, many of us uh, have heard of John Rockefeller. He um, was considered the richest man in the world. Uh, he was a multi-billionaire even in the late 1800s. In the late 1800s, he was considered the richest man in the world. And they interviewed him one time, and it says, John, how much is enough? How much money is enough? And his response to that question was, just a little bit more. Just a little bit more. A lot of times in our lives, we just want a little bit more. A little bit more. I, my wife and I tease our sons. Um, you know, we, we get them uh, food, and and as I'm telling you, these boys can eat. <clears throat> they can eat. But I'm gonna tell you that they finish a bowl of cereal in the morning, and 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 said, "Papa, Mama, can we get just a little bit more? Can we just have a little bit more? You know." So and, and this is this is the thing that 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 when is enough is enough. You know, how much greed. That this society have, especially in a society that it's all about self, it's all about me, what I want, do me, let me do me, you do you and let me do me, no, this is, this is something that we want to be able to address and change, you know, last week Pastor Joe's uh, message was I dare you, I dare you take a chance, I dare you start to start believing that God is going to do what he says he's going to do, I dare you to take that step of faith. And be able to uh, you know, give, give financially, give uh, 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 your time, give give in those all those areas of your life. And you know, it's not about giving to the Way Bible Church. And this is not a, a series for you to give more to the church or anything like that. We, as a church, are in a very good financial state. Praise the Lord for that. We have great people here that tie to. The Way Bible Church. We have great families here that give to the Way Bible Church, and we are very appreciative for that. But how can we as a church change our community, change the way people look look at, 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 at church folks, Christians, believers? How can we break the hold of, grip, of, 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 of greed? So that was week one. This week we have the $5 challenge, and we're going to come back to that uh, in my message. But next week is Big Tip Sunday. Big Tip Group Life. I want you guys to be able to, this week is the week that you need to find someone. So if we got section one over here, you need to find somebody in section three that you don't know and invite them to lunch. Section four, if you don't know anybody in section two, invite somebody. And this is what I want you to do. Don't invite nobody that you know. Don't invite anyone that you know. Find someone that you don't know so you can get to know them a lot better. And I'm going to tell you, don't wait for someone to invite you. You go and invite them. You open that door up. A lot of us, you know, for me, I'm an extrovert. I love to go and talk to people, hang out with people, I sit at their house, um, you know, sit in their car, whatever. I want to be able to socialize. I tell my wife all the time, babe, I need people. But she, on the other hand, is not going to be the one to go out and say, you know, can you, would you like to come to lunch with us? She's not going to be able to step out uh, on, a, on a regular basis to say, can you be, join us for lunch? But hey, I dare you take a step of faith today. Take a step of faith today. Go out and say, hey, I would love to get to know you better. I would love to be able to have you with with us for lunch on next week. So today is the day to be able to do that. Go and look somebody, scope them, scope them out, (laughs) scope them out. Find somebody to say, hey, will you join me for lunch? Will you join me for lunch? And then uh, November 24th, of course, as you heard, is Be to Service. If you see anyone with the um, uh, serve team, it's a lime green t shirt. If you see them, they'll be in the foyer after church. They'll be over at the Connect Center as well. They will be selling Be to Service tickets for $15. And you can go and purchase a ticket. And then um, that Sunday, you'll be at the 24th, you'll go to Shannon Oaks be able to take your ticket and grab a thanksgiving meal and they will give you an address that you get to go and be a blessing to somebody this thanksgiving season and i will tell you as long as we have been doing be the service it has been a tremendous blessing to me and my family it's awesome that you get to walk and knock on the door give a thanksgiving dinner and be the hands and feet of jesus i can't tell you how many times people say do you mind praying for me do you mind praying for me? I'm going through this right now. Can you pray for me? I love to see my kids be able to lay hands on a family, an elderly uh, family, or someone that is uh, uh, handicapped or something like that, and believe God can do a miracle in their life. You will understand that the, 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 the blessing is truly for them, but you get a lot of it. You get a lot of it. God really, truly blesses your heart. And I want to tell you, in in all of these things that we are doing, I don't want this to be a November thing. This should be a lifestyle change for each and every one of you. Each and every one of you need to be the service. Each and every one of you need to go out and give big tips. Each and every one of you need to be able to go out and do that and be the hands and feet of Jesus. Amen? So I wanted to just go ahead and open it up. If you could turn your Bibles to 2 Corinthians 9, uh, chapter 9, verse 6 through 15. Junk in the trunk. Junk in the trunk. Not at what everybody's thinking, but junk in the trunk. 1997, I met my beautiful bride-to-be at the place that we were working, and a lot of you have heard that story, so I won't go in it. I'll spare her the moment right now. So... 1997 we met started dating you know getting to know each other and 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 very quickly we knew that we were going to spend the rest of our life together so after six months yes six months we got married 21 years later we're still going strong But I, I want to tell you, you know, those things when you, you, when you meet someone and y'all get together and you start, um, you know, you, you get married and you start bringing your stuff, you move in because she's got her stuff. <laughs> you move in and, 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 and trying to get to know each other as we're both now trying to carve a, 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 a path of life together and that was once separate from each other we're now carving a life together getting to know each other and and under, un, understanding each other's habits and and cooking behaviors and and and, and um, you know how, how you like to eat and the the, the different things you say I'm a picky eater but I don't see that I just know what I want so <laughs> you start learning all those things about each other you know and that was one thing that my wife had in her apartment when i moved in that just caught my eye she had a a a, a, a trunk or a chest in the living room you know she was using it kind of as a um, a nightstand table or you know and and whatnot so it was just sitting in there and it was huge it was big and everything and i'm like i want to know what's in that trunk you know, but I didn't want to overstep my boundaries. I didn't want to, uh, you know, go into her privacy or, you know, anything like that. But, you know, looking at it at hindsight, I could have said, hey, baby, let me look in the, Can I see what's in the trunk? I would like to see what's in the trunk. I know she don't have anything to hide from me, but, hey, you know, I, I wanted to know what was in that trunk. Days went by. Weeks went by. Months went by. Seemed like years went by. You know, I'm building this up. Like, I want to know what's in that trunk. You know, and I'm, 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 you know, trying to sit and watch TV with her and, you know, my, my leg is kind of up on that trunk and I'm like, you know, what happens if I kick it over and it happens to <laughs> become open? You know, I want to be able to do all of that, but, you know, I didn't. I was very respectful of my wife. I wanted to make sure that, you know, I didn't invade her privacy. Well, I came home from work one day and she was cleaning and she had the trunk open like yeah buddy hey baby how you doing i miss you today how was your day it was good 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 i had a good day you ready for dinner i'm 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 almost ready let me go put my stuff away and 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 whatnot and you know so work my way over to the trunk that's open you know and and leisurely you know just trying to make sure that i'm not you know focused all up on it Lean over take a gander in the trunk a bunch of junk in the trunk (laughs) you know actually i think she had a few blankets and some coke bottles you know all that time i'm building up my anticipation trying to see working myself up to see what's in the trunk and when i finally got that opportunity it was a letdown it was a letdown many times today in our christian walk non-believers want to know the treasures that we have inside of us. Uh They want to know what's in our trunk. Are we carrying a bunch of junk? Or are we carrying the treasures of heaven? What's in our trunk? You know, and and in this series, we want want you to understand that it's not about getting money out of you. It's about understanding the treasures that God has given you. Each and every one of you. Now, in 2 Corinthians, Paul is addressing the Corinthian church, and it starts off to, this, to the, the point is this. Whoever sows sparingly will also reap sparingly. Whoever sows bountifully will also reap bountifully. Each one must give as he has decided in his heart. I want you all to under, remember that word decided. Each one has give, give as he has decided in his heart not reluctantly or under compulsion for God loves a cheerful giver and God is able to make all grace abound to you so that having all sufficiency in all things at all times you may abound in every good work as it is written he has distributed freely he has given to the poor his righteousness endures forever He who supplies seed to the sower and bread for food will supply and multiply your seed for sowing and increase the harvest of your righteousness. You will be enriched in every way to be generous in every way, which through us will produce thanksgiving to God. For the ministry of the service is only supplying the needs of the saints, but also overflowing in many thanksgiving to God. By their approval of this service, they will glorify God because your submission that comes from your confession of the gospel of Christ and the generosity of your contributions for them and for all others while they long for you and pray for you because of the surpassing grace of God upon you. Thanks be to God for his inexpressible gift. I have three points for you guys today and I, I want you to really, really get this, uh, th- these three points, because I, I truly believe that it's, it's it's going to allow us to move in the direction that God wants us to go as a church body. Um, number one is check your trunk. Check your trunk. You know, a lot of times that we think we got goods and services and everything is good. What we have to offer. A lot of times we build things up as me, me, I, I, I. This is what I can do. This is what I, I, I want to do. You know, with these weeks that we got going on for Be The Service, I want you guys to understand, uh, Big Tip Sunday next week when we go to do that, don't put that all over social media. It's not about you. It's never about you. It's about blessing someone that is not expecting a Blessing. You know, every Sunday, church folks fills these restaurants each and every week, each and every week. You know, and, and one thing I noticed coming from the north to here, things are a lot slower in service down here. But living in the nation that we live in, where hey, we want everything right now, 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 now. There's a chance that you're going to wait for your dinner, your lunch. There's a chance that your water uh, may be empty, your glass may be empty for water for a while. There's a chance that things probably will not go the way that you think that they should go. But it's your job to be the blessing and not the curse. Yeah. Your job is to have the treasures in your trunk to give and to do for others instead of bringing the trash out and adding on to it. This is what we do. But let's see, what's stopping us from giving? What is stopping us from being generous? What's holding us back from doing the things that God has called us to do? You know, easily, there's, there, when it comes to finances, you know, people, when we think of generous, a lot of people's mind goes straight to money. It's not about just the money, it's your time. It's the things that you can do your service. Those things are valuable, that God wants you to be able to use for the advancement of the kingdom and the whole point of this series is to cut the cord between the wallet and the, and the heart All right. you know when, when, when it's time for us to give a lot of times that chain is so tight we can't move it from the heart uh-huh. Bible says you can't serve God and mammon uh-huh. as Pastor Joe talked about that we have to understand when we lose control and I say that very loosely We lose control of our finances and give it all to God. Things will be so much better in your life. So much better. So what's stopping us from being generous? You know, there's a number of reasons that we can give, but I think it boils down to one thing. Insecurities. Insecurities. You know, we can have insecurity in our marriage, we can have insecurity in our income, Insecurity is in our singleness, insecurities in our marriage, insecurity in our kids, relationships, social position, our church, our leaders. We can have insecurities in all of that. And and the, the definition of insecurity is to lack confidence or trust, whether in ourselves or someone else. Each time I get up on this stage, I have insecurities that I have to battle. You know, being born in Louisiana, moving to the north in Illinois, and then coming back here in Texas, there are certain things that I have insecurities of that I have to overcome when I'm up here. Uh, the staff make sure they remind me every time I say a word wrong or different, they let me know that, you know that that was wrong or that was different. Those are insecurities that I keep bringing up to myself that I have to overcome. I remember moving, when we moved from Louisiana to Illinois, i had to give a presentation in front of my fifth grade class that knew things if it ain't broke don't fix it i'm comfortable right where i am everything's good number two they live in a world of fear and judgment because they don't want to move to a next level to do something or push something else they Tend to sit back and judge people who are actually doing it. They usually avoid meeting new people. I'm gonna move on on that one. All right. <laughs> they never give it their all because they don't believe their all is good enough. You know, we all been around those type of people that 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 uh, you know they can they can do. I, Decorator. Just take decorator for a second. They can decorate something beautiful. But it's never good enough for them. It's never good enough because they find fault in what they're doing. Yeah. Or you might have someone that might come to you that says, hey, here's what I did. I know it might not be right, but i like to hear your opinion. Or go ahead, you know, so they're setting the bar low for themselves so when you look at it and if you have any criticism or anything like that then they already have set their bar low and they don't have to worry about it the the insecure can never entirely be themselves they always hold themselves back always hold themselves back insecure people miss out on the best thing that God has to offer if you're insecure you can't have faith faith and insecurity does, does not run hand in hand Either insecurity has to take a back seat and faith moves forward, or faith has to take a back seat and, and insecurities move forward. Insecure people usually have failed relationships. Because you're not so willing to put, put forth the effort and move forward, or believe in someone, or believe in, in yourself, you're not willing to put yourself out there. That relationship fails. That relationship fails. So having insecurity in your life pretty much boils down to the lack of trust. Do we have trust in ourselves? Do we trust the people around us? Do we trust our leaders? Do we trust our pastors? Do we trust our spouse? Do we have trust and confidence in the people that we look up to? Do you question those things? That's understanding, sitting back in fear and judgment. You know, when, when, when we went to a third service here, you know, there's always that fear of what's going to happen next. What's going to happen next? You know, what we're needing is people on board with faith that says move forward so we can change this region. Let's move forward so we can get the lost saved. Let's move forward so we can impact our community. You know, when it comes to finances, I'm going to tell you the scary thing is, and this really kind of rocked me this week as I was preparing this. When it comes to finances, do we trust God? I mean, do we really trust God? When he says, I will open up the floodgates of heaven... Do we really trust Him? God, you can take, you you, you take control of my kids, please do. You can take control over my, 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 my spouse, please take control over my spouse. You can take control of, of my house and how I handle things. You can take control and do as you wish. I got these finances, though, I got it here. We can say that we trust him all we want. I saw a great uh, post on, on social media this, this past week. Is if, the, if God is not Lord in every aspect of your life, he is not Lord at all. A lot of times we want to give him just a little bit here, a little bit there, a little bit here, a little bit there. But over here, we don't want to give it all to him. No, this let me know that I truly, truly have not given him full control of everything in my life. You know, I come up, we dedicate our kids to the Lord when they're born. We want to bring them up. I want to dedicate the Lord. This is for them. This is for, I mean, this is for him. You know, for him to look after them. This is for him to do those things. But when it comes to my finances, look, Lord, I. Let me handle it here. You can handle it there. Oh, sir. The word trust here in this passage has a Greek meaning. Yeah. To you? It's Jeremiah 17, verse 7 and 8. It says, Blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord, whose trust is the Lord. He is like a tree planted by water that sends out its roots by the stream and does not fear when heat comes, for its leaves remain green and is not anxious in the year of drought, for it does not cease to bear fruit. Can we let the Lord handle our finances? and truly care less what he has to do with it. That word trust truly means to care less. That is the Greek word, that to care less. Father, I know you have the plans for me, and I trust. I trust. So if we know that God is with us, why do we still experience feelings of insecurities, feelings of doubt and feelings of fear yeah. but one of satan's biggest weapon is doubt satan loves for us to question who we are and who, how we measure up feeling insecure over the meaning and purpose of our lives where we're going and how we will get there is what we want he wants us to focus on basically he wants us to focus on me focus on i god i would take a step of faith but i God, I would be able to give this family something, but I. But I. When we start to put the focus on us and off of him, that's when we lose it all. So many times we take our eyes off Jesus and look at our situation surrounding us. Listen, in verse 8, it says, When the heat comes, your leaves will remain green and you will not cease to bear fruit. You will not cease to reproduce what he's going to take. God will take care of his people. God is going to take care of his people. You know, and it's easy for me to sit up here or stand up here and tell you, give, be generous, give your time, give your services, give all those things. But if you don't have the trust or you don't have the faith, that's something that we all have to overcome. We have to get to the other side of that. But listen, it doesn't happen by chance. It does not happen by chance. 2 Corinthians 9, 7, it says, Each one must give as he has decided in his heart. Watch that word, decided. Each one must give as he has decided in his heart, not reluctantly or under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver. So this verse is simply saying to purpose beforehand. That decide there is to purpose beforehand. We talked about Big Tip Sunday as group life. If you decide today what you're going to give next week, it doesn't matter what your service looks like. It doesn't matter how your waitress treats you. It doesn't matter the, the weight that you have. It doesn't matter because you have purposed that time and that money for next week already in your heart. It's, you have already done that so it says father I take this as a purpose I, t- I take this a purpose it for your use you know we, we purpose our kids our job our finances our marriage everything else we purpose all those things but what God did back in Revelation 13 it says he gave his son his son was slain before the foundations of the world uh-huh. he purposed Jesus before him before anything yeah. anything was created He knew that he was going to give his son at the right time. We decided to give before the opportunity to give is there. As God purposed his only son, that at the right time, he sent him to earth to die for you and me. You know, we look at a lot of our families, and and I'm not knocking this at all. I think it's great. Um, We have kids. We put money, start putting money away for our kids for college. You know, And that's not stupid, that's not fear, I think that's being very prepared. You don't want your child at the age of 18 to get there and when they graduate high school and now they're looking at uh, a college uh, education and having to go in debt for that. You took that time, most of us, before the age of one years old and purposed money for your child's education. You purpose that just like Jesus was purposed before. And at the right time, when your child graduates across that stage, they're financially ready to go and continue their career. That's what responsible people do. This is what responsible Christians do. We purpose the opportunity to be a blessing for someone. And my last pointer of the day is it points... Back to Jesus. Last week, Pastor Joel um, challenged each and every one of you to bring $5 back here at the church. and Most of you will probably have the $5 in in your pocket, in your wallet, in your purse. What can $5 do? What can $5 do? On any given Sunday, we have about uh, 700 to 800 people that come through the doors of this church here for morning worship each and every week. If we take $5 from everyone throughout those services as a group, what can we do with that? We can get a single mom a car. We can get a single dad a car. We can pay for our kids' medical expenses. We could we could uh, pay for somebody's roof repair. We can do a, 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 a lot by pulling it all together because there is strength in numbers. But we're not going to do that. We're not going to do that. We're not going to fill this trunk up with $5 bills so we can, we can, we can uh, help someone or do some, some service for someone in the community. I truly believe that God wants each and every one of us to start small. Start small. Start small. We're going to take this $5 and we're going to purpose it for the kingdom of heaven. And again, like I said earlier, I don't want this to be just a November thing. I want this to be able to be a everyday thing for you. Where you take this $5 and let the Holy Spirit lead you in what you might do with that $5. If you're in line at Chick-fil-A, you might want to say, I want to pay for somebody's sandwich behind me. If you're in line at Starbucks, let me go ahead and get that car behind me. Let me me go ahead and bless them. Let it become a a, a way of life instead of something that we just do in the month of November. As Pastor Joe said last week, $5 with a purpose is worth so much more than $500 without one. $5 with a purpose is worth so much more than $5,000 without one. $5 $5 with a purpose is worth so much more than $50,000 without one. $5 with a purpose is worth so much more than $500,000 without a purpose. $5 with a, uh, with a purpose is worth so much more than $5 million with a purpose. I want you to understand that I hope that this $5, your, as your faith increases, this $5 increases. Yeah. So in a month, you might be at $10. With a purpose, in, a, in in two months you might be at a hundred dollars. With a purpose, some of us in the room can be able to do a thousand dollars with a purpose. But be purposeful with the five dollar challenge. Yeah. And what would be so cool is somebody in our community is able to get a blessing of dollars from three to four people. How cool would that be? Yeah. You may not think that what you're doing is mattering much. But God has a plan. I'm going to tell you, uh, there's a few years ago I was here at church and God laid on my heart. He says, Derek, I need you to give so-and-so $100. And I said, nope. I talked myself out of it. I came up with every excuse not to do it. Every excuse not to do it later on after those services I was in the car with my buddy Johnny Foster and we were riding to Paris to go get some boat parts imagine that and on our way back and Johnny was talking and Johnny's, Johnny's a quiet guy and, and he don't talk much but he said Derek he says I don't mean to brag I don't want to brag at all and I've been fighting this the whole trip but God told me to give so and so $100 today And I listened. I nearly almost drove off the road on 19. For one thing, I missed my blessing for being disobedient. Secondly, he robbed me of my blessing (laughs) for me being disobedient. Of course, it's going to be somebody else's fault. But tell me, what are the chances that God told me that same word and then tell him and we end up in the car three hours later together? You tell me, what are the chances of that? There's so much more, there's so many things that are so much bigger than this $5. But if we just do our part and listen to the Holy Spirit, that $5 adds up. That $5 has so much more weight than what we have. Every day when that $5 go out what God has blessed somebody with, you replace that $5 with something else says, Lord, I'm ready. I'm ready. You call me, you let me know. You let me know. I'm willing to be obedient. Hey, we all got to start at baby steps. We all have to start at baby steps. If you guys can stand for me real quick, I want to end with this. I was preparing my message this week and I was talking with Rachel Johnson who is our early childhood director and she was telling me about the chess and, 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 and she said you know girls in the south grow up and they have what they call a hope chess so what, what they do with this hope chess of course I, had, I was oblivious to what a hope chess was you know me growing up I was hoping to put food on the table but what a hope chest does, a young girl starts purposing things for her marriage. She takes blankets, put in a hope chest. She takes uh, maybe, maybe some jewelry in a hope chest. Maybe some, some, some type of china, dishes or something like that that means something the family she puts it in her hope chest so for that one day at the right time when some guy comes into her life walks her down the aisle they have joined union she has purpose something for their marriage everyone in this room do we have a hope chest Do we have something purposed for the kingdom of heaven? Do we have something prepared to where a non-believer can get the treasures that God has for them? Because we want every and anything that we do to point back to Jesus. But it starts with us. It starts with us. We should be hope carriers. Taking the junk out of our trunk and filling it with the treasures of heaven. Yeah, yeah. If you don't know Jesus today, yeah. welcome to the greatest opportunity of your life. Yeah. Welcome to the greatest opportunity of life. We have prayer partners all over the room. They have lanyards on. You please go to them that has lanyards. Please. They will stand in agreement with you. They will lead you to Jesus. Jesus those of you who might be dealing with insecurities go to our prayer partners they want to be able to get down to the root of that fear in your life and not just wipe the surface but pull that root up out of the ground so we can move forward as believers as the body of Christ and do what God has called us to do so father I thank you I thank you for hope. Thank you for restoration. I thank you for peace. Father, we love you and we thank you for all that you've done for us. Father, we thank you that we get to be hope carriers. You remove the junk out of our lives and fill it with the treasures of heaven so that lives from a small level to a large level are changed for the better of the kingdom. And we glorify your name, and we love you in Jesus' name. Amen, amen, amen. The altars are open. If you want communion, please come between sections uh, one and two.